What's going on? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com talking to you today about how to handle anxiety through automation and action dependence. So an anxious person, if you're an anxious person, is someone who worries about future pain in the present. That's really all it is. And anxiety is just another word for fear, the same way stress is just another word for fear. It's fear about future pain. Now, worrying about the future in itself is not a bad thing, okay? Without a healthy sense of fear, you make bad decisions and don't properly prepare yourself for what lies ahead. So I live in Thailand, probably the fourth most dangerous place to drive on the roads, and I can tell you why. It's because people do not think about the future here. I love Thai people, very nice people. They do not think about the future in the same way that maybe you and I would, and so you'll see someone do a, a U-turn into oncoming traffic to save five seconds to get to somewhere that he doesn't need to be on a certain time. You know, it's not like he's off to work, uh, but literally because it, it just, I want to turn here and the future calculation is not there. He's not thinking about this is um, massive risk for a minuscule reward, risking my life to get somewhere. I don't need to be there. Um, I don't need to drive fast. The, you know, danger rates or fourth highest in the world, not thinking that at all. Just thinking, I want to turn here now and I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, so not worrying about the future. Okay. You hear a lot of people talking about living the present all the time. Okay. A dog lives in the present all the time. You need to be able to plan a future. You need to have a course. You need to know where you're going. And also you want to be able to be excited about where you're going. Okay. It's true the present moment is the only moment exist, but that's the thing, okay? You can't get out of the present whether you're quote-unquote in the present or in the future. You're always in the present anyways, but you want to think about the future, okay? It's this whole live in the moment all the time means that you're not going to be able to achieve your goals. You're not going to be able to have well-thought-out goals, and your future should have a healthy sense of worry, okay? Um but too much anxiety means you suffer more than you have to. So it's a case of making fear your friend. Fear is designed in our instincts to protect us from predators. And in the modern world, we don't have to run away from tigers anymore, but we do have to protect ourselves from things that could possibly hurt us in the future. And it's a complex world, and there are a lot of things that you have to be on top of to be successful. And putting some thought, some worry into um, not having these types of scenarios happen to you is really important. It's a problem though when you are now an anxious person who is worrying all the time because you suffer much more than you have to. Um, in my opinion, an anxious person is usually a person with a hypervigilant mind. By that I mean that they think about everything being done and all the potential probabilities of a situation. Okay, I have a hypervigilant mind. Um, my friend and business partner has a hypervigilant mind and it's something that I had to make work for me because in the past it was just, I had all these scenarios and I didn't have a game plan for any of them. Um, it was sort of just like subconsciously, you know, on, on top of me, it felt like a weight, it, you know, it felt like I could see all these things. People would tell me, don't worry about them. But I knew that, th that those things could cause me potential problems in the future. It wasn't until I actually put a system into place, got everything out of my mind, first onto paper and then into my uh, task management app that I started to get a sense of control over that. And having control 
gets rid of worry. It's when things are all over the place, they're out of control, there's so many things to think about, you don't know what to do, you don't have an action plan, you know, you, you have an action plan on some of them, but not on, on some other ones, and now you're feeling out of control, and now you're worried um, because you've got all these different things to worry about, or at least you think you do. And that can be the problem, you know, a, a hypervigilant mind can, can be your torturer if you don't control it properly and don't apply it properly, but it can also be your best friend and a massive advantage in business. Um, one of the you know, compliments I've, already got, I've always got from clients is I'm on top of everything. I'm always on time for meetings. I'm always organized. I always have everything in my calendar. Didn't used to be that way. I used to be disorganized, but it, it, it was a process of changing that so that I could have things in my control and then I wouldn't have to worry about them. And that all comes down to automation. The best thing you can do as an anxious person or a person with a hypervigilant mind is to put your life on autopilot through getting insanely organized, okay? I'm probably the most organized person that I know to the point where I wrote a book, How to Get Organized. All I do is wake up, look at my Wonderlist task app, which by the way, has supposed to be getting, getting phased out for the last year or so, but it's still going strong. Going to be switching over to Microsoft to do, you might have to do the same. Microsoft bought Wonderlist. Um, and my Wonderlist app just tells me what to do. I know that all I have to do is uh, to get to all my goals and prevent future problems is to get my tasks handled for that day. So my mantra is just wake up to win the day. I win the day when I did all the tasks for that day. It's, th it's that simple because everything's systemized. My shopping, uh, my future projects, my goals, my mission, all my daily routines, weekly routines, quarterly routines, yearly routines, yearly shopping, everything. And it all just comes filtered through with all the reminders and weekly reminders, quarterly reminders to what's going on today. Okay, these 14 tasks are getting done and that's all I have to do. And then at the end of the day, after I work from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m., I get to relax, enjoy what's going on. Um, some days I work less, but I get a great sense of pride and pleasure as well as getting these things done because I can look at every quarter when I'm doing my quarterly recap and see how much I've achieved, how far I've moved towards my goals. And it's massive for getting rid of worry and anxiety because all your goals are accounted for, all your future problems become projects that you're working on and working towards solving. Um, and all you have to do is wake up to win the day by, by getting your tasks done. This applies to any health problems you have. It applies to, you know, if you're having money problems, how you're going to go out and get more revenue through your business. Um, you know, it applies to, could be relationship problems. Um, you know, I'm going to avoid these types of people in the future. Everything can be brought out into the open, written down, put in a task management app and become something that you're either doing consistently or a project that you're working towards getting finished over the next few years. And if you want to see how my system works and how you can use it for yourself, check out my book, How to Get Organized, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com forward slash products, and you won't be disappointed. So it's the same way Walmart or Amazon works. You know, Jeff Bezos isn't sitting around terrified that one of his warehouses isn't going to ship out one of the cat toys over Christmas, okay? He went through that already in the early stages of his business, and he consistently built better and better systems. Amazon 
success is due to the systems that Jeff Bezos built, period. That's how they're able to deliver in two hours and, and the way that their warehouses are set up. I mean, I really love that company because they're so good at systems and they're constantly tweaking and optimizing and making for a better customer experience. At this point, no one can compete with them, not even Walmart. Um, that's how far systems will go. Trillion dollar company, Jeff Bezos is the wealthiest man in the world because of those business systems that he built. At least that's what I believe is, is at the forefront of their success is these incredible systems. Um, and now he's not, you know, he's not worried about what's going on at some single warehouse. He's got a team of top performers managing those warehouses and a team of top performers who are constantly tweaking and optimizing the business systems and coming to him for his approval on them. Okay, but your life is a lot less complicated than Amazon's shipping and you only need one top performer monitoring that system every quarter and that's you. Okay, once the system's set up, all you have to do is just monitor it every quarter and tweak certain things that you think that you could do better. Okay, and then when it's just on the day to day, you're just waking up, you're like, okay, 13 things to do, go to the gym, um, answer my emails, you know, call this guy, um, you know, do 100 sales calls, and you knock off those 13 things. Rest of the day is yours. You don't put any more worry into the future. If there is something that you are worried about in the future that you feel like has to be assessed and has to be managed, boom, that goes in a project folder. Okay, in that project, you have all the subtasks and then you have a due date on when that has to be done or at least when you're going to start working on it. So then you know, okay, it's not something I have to worry about. It's not some vague thing in the future. It's like, no, it's a problem. It's in the project folder. Going to get started on that Q3 next year. Have it wrapped up by Q1 the year after that. And that way, all you have to do is wake up and get things done and not have to project all this future pain into the present because you know that you're handling everything by handling your daily tasks. So that's number one, automation. Number two, action dependence is somewhat similar, but it's worth a clarification. So action dependence is a bridge between um, outcome dependence and end outcome independence. Okay, both outcome independence and outcome dependence are psychological strategies that people use for approaching situations that that cause them to worry. You know, some examples would be like picking up women or doing sales calls. Outcome dependence guys will will tell you to worry, they'll tell you to be hard on yourself, they'll tell you to beat up on yourself for not closing. And because of this, outcome dependence guys are going to close more girls and make more money in sales and in their business than quote unquote outcome independence guys. Okay, but the price to pay for being very outcome dependent is constant worry and periods of self-hatred when you're not winning, when you're not closing. And in sales, guys, that's going to be like 90% of the time or, you know, whatever it is in your in your industry where you're not closing. It's a game of rejection. It's a game of same thing with, with picking up women because we're the salesmen in, in this society. Okay, it's going to be a game of rejection. It's going to be a game of getting flaked on. It's going to be a game of buyers or liars. It's going to be a game of um, not getting what you wanted. So when you're constantly stressed and worried, you're going to be stressed an awful lot and you're going to beat yourself up a lot, an awful lot because oftentimes in sales, things are not going to go your way. 
So as a response to that type of mentality, there's certain guys who've developed what's called an quote unquote outcome independence mentality. And they will tell you to detach yourself from the outcome. They'll tell you to read some new age uh, spirituality books on living in the present. Um, and because of this, most of these guys are not going to go as hard as outcome dependence guys. And that means they're not going to close as many deals or be as successful with women or whatever the situation may be. Also, the, the idea of outcome independence is a fallacy. Okay, we are dependent on certain things to get income. You know, you are too outcome independent for too long. You're going to have problems in income. You're going to have problems with women. Um, and in every scenario, you want things to go a certain way. It is not possible for you not to want things to go a certain way. There's, you're always going to want one outcome over the other. Okay, the outcome you want is to get that girl's phone number and her to hang out with you. The outcome you don't want is her to tell you she's not interested. Okay, yes, it might not, not be a big deal, and it's good if you don't make it up into a big deal, but you got to be honest with yourself and say, I want this one outcome, all right? Um, so this idea of outcome dependence is not fully true, in my opinion. It's easy to believe that you're quote-unquote zen and outcome independent when you're talking to some girl on the street who doesn't have to give you her number, and even though... You want her to hang out with you. If she doesn't, it's not a big deal. And you say, well, there's other fish in the, the sea, and that's good to a degree. But it's a different situation entirely where you need to close a big client to hit your revenue targets. And if you don't hit that uh, target that month, you're going to be fired. Okay, You're very much dependent on that outcome to eat. And if you're going in trying to be zen and your primary concern is, I'm just not going to worry about it, probably going to lose that client, probably going to lose your job. Okay. So what I want to give you is a bridge. This is primarily if you're an outcome-dependent guy because if you're a go-getter, if you're a type A, um, and you probably are if you're watching this, you're an outcome-dependent guy, and you probably lean towards beating yourself up over not caring too much because guys who aren't caring too much probably aren't watching too much in terms of self-improvement. Okay, So the solution to the type of stress of being outcome dependent as well as the solution to like not just trying to pretend to be zen and not care about the outcome is similar to automation um you have your process for closing deals from your marketing spend to prospecting to work output to the pitch features and benefits objection management all the way down to the closes you know the letter how much you want to spend on marketing um how many calls you need to make per day um what you need to say on each call and that you push for the close five to seven times using creative closes with your closes in order usually. Um, and if that fails, you discount. Okay. Now, of course, you're going to have a different, you know, depending on your industry, you might have a six month sales cycle. So you're not pushing five to seven closes on the first call, but you've got a process and you've got the best process and you're constantly tweaking and optimizing that process every quarter to make sure that, your conversion rates on your deals are as high as possible as well as to make sure that you're doing enough calls. If it's not calls, it's in-person pitches or whatever your output may be. Okay, a lot of guys think they can build a business on a few calls a week. No, it's like 100 calls a day. I mean, that's what I made for the better part of a decade in a sales job where I had to do 40,000 a month in revenue just to keep my job using a phone and an internet connection and no inbound marketing, no inbound leads. 
So having that system in place, having it optimized, as I said before, the systems are everything. But when you have a top quality system in place, on top of a top quality, um, sorry, top quality sales system in place, on top of a top quality life management system in place, all you have to do is follow the process, okay? And this and this is applies applies to you know whether it's picking up women or any of those other um, stressful scenarios that people uh, try to avoid or try to manage through outcome dependence or outcome independence. So instead of focusing on all the fear and pressure you feel on a sales call, like, oh, fuck, I need to close this guy. Oh, man, if I don't close it, I'm going to be in trouble. Like, uh, is this business going to work? Like, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of slipping into that fear cycle or slipping into that fear cycle before the call where you're even hesitant to call the guy or at the start of the morning and you don't make your calls for that day because you're in fear consciousness, focus on the actions you take. Okay, that's all you have to do. When you've built that beautiful system, all you have to do is focus on the actions. That's what I mean by action dependence. When you're on the call, if fear comes up, okay, you change the focus. Because you can only focus on one thing at a time, the present moment, all that exists. You focus on the pitch, okay? And then you focus on where the prospect is at with your pitch. And then you focus on his objection and you isolate that objection. And then you manage it and then you reiterate the benefits and then you push up and ask for the close. Okay, he says, no, you pull back to the features and benefits, try and isolate what his next objection is, or if you haven't solved his objection properly. And then you're running through the features and benefits again, clear, gearing up for close number two, which is a stronger close, all the way until you hear a yes, a hard no, or you schedule a callback, okay, which is going to happen. All right, there's a lot of people who just will not buy right away. They, they need to agonize over it for a week, and they need you to put put more pressure on them the second time. Um, but when you're action dependent, you know that all you have to do is follow your process to a T. Okay, you push for your five to seven closes every time and good things will happen. Even if you don't close that particular client, okay, because you have a good system and you don't have to worry about what I should have said um, or beat yourself up or worry about your future, or worry about like, man, this business is gonna fail. You don't have to worry about any of that because you know that you've built a really good system. You know that every quarter it's in your schedule to optimize the system, to go through it, to see what's working, to see, you know, can I get my conversion rate from 30% up to 35%. Um, and as long as you continue <clears throat> to be action dependent, meaning taking the right actions every day, you'll succeed and get the good things that you want out of life whether it's sales with women or any of the other objectives that you're aiming for. Same applies to the gym, right? You're, you're not worried about what a fat slob you are or beating yourself up or worried about your health in the future. Like, oh, I've been really unhealthy. I'm going to get sick. No, you're worried about all I have to do is just take these right actions and I'm going to start to become really healthy. So if you can't close that day, you know, using a sales as a scenario again, you recognize that, of course, you want to close the deal, okay? There's, you know, to a degree, you're always, you're, you're never completely outcome independent, okay? That's the reality. You want things to go one way or the other way, okay? So you recognize, you get off the phone, you say, well, I wanted to close that deal, but I didn't, that's okay? And I'm not going to sit here arguing with reality being angry. That's what anger is. Anger is saying, I wanted things to go this way, they should have gone this way, and I'm angry at the world or I'm angry in this general direction because they didn't. It's literally arguing with reality 
and the person who hung up the phone is not going to suffer. It's only going to be you who suffer. Okay. You also suffer if you start projecting future pain on yourself in the, in the form of worry. Oh, I didn't close that guy. Uh, my business is going to fail. Um, and I don't know if I have it anymore. Maybe I lost it. You know, don't know where this is going. Okay. That's not helping you at all. That's now you're back into anxiety and you're letting your hypervigilant mind, um, attack you and torture you instead of using it as your friend, um, using it to make you very successful. Okay. So you just release both of those thought patterns and replace them with the idea that, Hey, you followed your system. You did everything correctly. You left everything on the table. You, you pushed through to five to seven closes. And all you have to do is just keep following that consistently and you'll succeed. All you have to do is just to be dependent on those actions. Okay. So that's it. Two things, automation, get your life on autopilot, check out my book, how to get organized to do that. And all you have to do is worry about wake up, win the day, when the day is defined by getting all your tasks done. And then you get to do whatever you want at night, whether it's your girlfriend or whether it's, you know, going out with your friends. Number two, in stressful scenarios, which you're going to encounter if you're a peak performer, okay, and you want to become wealthier because to increase your income, you have to increase your comfort zone. Um, a lot of people don't know that. And if you want to be more successful, all you have to do is build those success systems, build your sales system, build your optimized sales process, have a recurring reminder every quarter to optimize and tweak that sales process and become action dependent. So when you're in those potentially stressful situations, you're aware you're saying like, feeling sensations in my solar plexus, I'm heating up, kidney energy is moving up into my back area, which happens to me um, if I'm in fight or flight mode or if, if stress goes up, I'm saying, observing those. And instead of focusing on the fear, all I'm gonna focus on is this call and focus on the actions that need to be done. All right, prospecting is over, pitch is over. Okay, um, pacing reality with the client. That's where I'm going. Listening. What is he saying? What is he communicating? What is he subcommunicating? What's he not telling me? What's his real objection? Okay, there it is. Let me isolate that objection for him. Okay, now he's admitted to that objection. Now I'm going to run objection management material around that. And that's that's the narrative that that's going through my head in those scenarios. Instead of oh, fuck, he said something. Uh, I don't know what to say because you got a bulletproof system. Okay, you've got a system where all these probabilities you know of in advance. You should never be getting an objection that you haven't heard of. Okay, so you have that hypervigilant mind working for you, building that sales system, and you're just dependent on the actions. And when you're in those potentially stressful situations, you're just observing what's going on. And instead of focusing on fear, you're focusing on actions, which I call action dependence. So I hope you found that useful. Let me know what you think in the comment section. As always, I wish you all the best in your personal development journey. And check me out, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Check out my book, How to Get Organized. If you want to put your life on autopilot, get insanely organized. All the best to you.